Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Let's see. Bad habits are on lot. Um, 
bad habits are the unlocked door to failure. Okay. All right. I might, I'm going to spin that a little bit this morning and talk about great habits and how consistency, persistency, and commitment equal results. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about what Dre was going into and um, share, share some stories as I always do. Um, But first um, guys, welcome to breakfast with champions. This is the millionaire breakfast club. There's a greenhouse in the upper right-hand corner. Make sure you're following it and welcome all the new people here in our room. Um, Breakfast with champions is led by Glenn Lundy and is one of the most popular clubs here on clubhouse. And um, I'm Barbara Majeski. I am an on-air television personality who absolutely loves Clubhouse um, because I love the three-dimensional ability it gives for us to get to know each other. Um, So please follow all the moderators here. And also there's a little new widget in the lower left-hand corner with those two arrows, one on top of each other. If you'll go ahead and share this room to the hallway, we're talking about results this morning, getting things done. That's what I'll be talking about over the next hour, crossing that abyss, abyss, which is going from what you know to what you need to do to actually executing what you need to do to get the things that you want. I'm really passionate about it. And Mondays are my favorite time to talk about getting started on the right foot. So you're already doing the things to get the things because I'm going to be talking about mindset this morning. And when you set your mind, your mind straight, it forms the the trajectory of your life. You do that checkup from the neck up. So we're doing a little checkup from the neck up. 6.30 this morning, Eastern Standard Time. I'm coming to you live from Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, so Let's good morning. go. Let's go. So did anyone else want to jump in? Um, I thought Dre's conversation had a lot of depth to it, and I'd be happy to continue the dialogue um, uh, if anybody else wanted to flash their mic and or just jump right in. Hi there. This is Shana speaking. I love uh, Dre's segment, uh, especially the focus on execution. I think in this particular season, what I've done to, that actually works is focusing on the execution, going into the gym and just getting it done. I love what you said there, just getting it done. Uh, and I've used a particular, um, a particular platform. So it's called, it, it comes from like the nursing world, but it's really effective. Um, it's called AdPi, uh, and A stands for assess. D is determine the problem. Uh, P is plan your solution. Um, I, <clears throat> I is implementation or that action. And then, uh, E stands for evaluate, evaluate the results that you're getting, track and monitor. And uh, when I apply that to fitness, whoa, things really start to happen, coupled with a number of other things. But really love Drake's uh, Drake's segment and um, looking forward to yours. This is Shana, and I'm done speaking for now. Shana, that was great. Thanks for jumping in. And I agree with you. I think going into that execution space, so you have a nursing acronym, and I've used an acronym out of the... um, out of the military and it's called Schmiak, but I've been using this for almost 30 years. And what it is, is it's similar to yours. Um, But what I'm tapping into is the E stands for execution. And I always say that is the most critical component because your action equals your outcomes. People get very caught up and they want the things, they want the outcomes, they want the results, but results are byproducts. They're the end result out of what you put in. You get out what you put in. You can't be upset that you didn't get the things when you didn't do the things just because you purchased the things. And um, you said execution. So 
this acronym is SHMIAC, which is state the situation. What's your situation? Where are you at right now? What's, what's you going on? What's your state of affairs? What's your mission? What, where, where are you going? Where are you going? What do you want? What, what is your end game? What's your six month goal? Your 12 month goal? Where are you going? Where are you going? And E is that execution part, which, okay, what do you do in every single day to get you those results? A is administration and C is command your coaches. So thank you. Um, I love sharing that because I think when you organize your goals and your mission and your objectives through strategic planning, like real strategic, intricate planning, your ability to deploy the actions and execute is that much more seamless as opposed to like, I, I'm doing this 30 day, I'm sorry, 90 day accountability challenge. And it's all about what we're talking about right now. And what I focus on so much in this challenge are is, is uh, of course, goal setting, but then the part of execution is actually scheduling it and then scheduling it with somebody else. So I was disappointed to hear Dre's story. Thanks, Dora. Uh, thanks, Dora, Dora Marie. Uh, this, that person who hired the trainer, because, you know, that, that is an investment. You schedule the time and then you don't show up like that. Like, Oh, that would have killed me, but you can't want it bad enough. Like you, then you just don't want it bad enough. You don't want to, what maybe it's learn the musical instrument. You don't want it bad enough. You have to just make it a non-negotiable. So in my group, and one of the things I talk about every week on the zoom call is what's your schedule and don't do this, you know, um, and Shane, I think you would agree in just what you were talking about. What people tend to do is I'll work out tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna drink water tomorrow. My diet starts Monday or whatever. It's, uh, it's this blanket kind of passive uh, statement. And if you really wanna get down to brass tacks of goal setting, whether it's making money, getting in better shape, eating better, having more energy, improving your relationships, learning how to play the guitar, whatever it might be, you have to be specific and you have to be strategic. And one of the key strategies in execution is actually not only scheduling it, writing down your goals and having an accountability partner. So you'll see up here, I, we, uh, Dora Maria pins my, pins my link. Anybody is welcome to join at any time. It is a 90 day summer series. It started March 1st and it's a commitment. We have one micro non-negotiable for 90 days. There's actually 91 days. So you get one mulligan um, that you will work out every single day for 90 days. And the reason, as is so great, Dre was talking about this, the reason I chose exercise and that we use it as such a strong metaphor is exercise is an integral part to a healthy life, to a healthy life in all stations of your life, whether that's socially, emotionally, financially, um, physically, spiritually, the way your body feels, moves, the way that you think really does hinge on how how you're moving your body if you're sedentary and you're letting everything just sit in your 
your body, you're not moving toxins and food and energy throughout your system. And that's exercise. When you exercise every single day, not the, no, I'm like serious, like every single day, it is good to break a sweat. I know everyone's like, I just exercise three to five times a week. I'm of the school, get that body moving every single day, get free endorphins, elevate your mood, move that circulatory system, oxygenate your blood, boost your metabolism, boost your mood. Because when you do all these things, it cascades to all areas of your life. This isn't the byproduct is your body's going to look smoking hot this summer. Okay. That's a byproduct, but the areas of your life that are going to be so, so impacted relationships do better when you have a clear mind. My, you know, I, um, for this challenge, I brought on an assistant. Her name's Rebecca, and I wish she was here because she's like loving that. She's like, I would have paid a thousand dollars for this. She goes, I stopped yelling at my children. She goes, I, I didn't realize, but I was yelling at my kids all the time. I was on edge. I was having too much sugar. And she said, doing this d discipline every single day, being part of this community has changed my life. This is where 14 days in today is day 14. So I just, I wanted to share, she was like, I stopped, my husband and I are getting better. We, we added a micro non-negotiable. We layered, you know, took out sugar and that's, you know, listen, I'm just, I'm really excited about it. So anyway, I just wanted to share that, but I do want to keep, if anybody, who else wants to jump in? Um, Dre was talking about discipline and versus motivation and um, execution. Who else wanted to talk on that? So I'll talk, I, clearly my coffee. I see I, Kim, I see so many of my friends. Hey, Samira. Hi, Barbara. Good morning. Bonjour from Paris. I just wanted to add to this incredible segment uh, of Dre and all yourself. The why is so important. You know, when you get your why on fire, everything is kind of a must do. It's not just, uh, and that's how you start with your habit. And if it's not your in your agenda, it's not important. So that's really, really, really important to put it out there, whatever it is. You know, that's how productive people go. Like even if, if having lunch, getting this break, if you put it out there, it is really important. And on the other hand, something that I just wanted to, to, uh, to add, we think that the, the mind, you know, takes the decision, but actually you're right, Barbara, the body actually helped the decision to be made. So if you move your body, if you're always hydrated, if you do what you have to do, then the vibration just get your mind to do actually those exercises. So I just wanted to add that part because it's totally true. So when I agree, I don't have to do say something, <laughs> nothing else, but yes, absolutely true. And thank you for the segment. Thank you, Barbara. And fortunately, the, you know, when, when you're in Europe, time zone are sometimes challenging for us. So I hope everyone always think that you have friends and uh, people on the other side of the the globe so that would be great to see that time zone that fits at all thank you so much and i'm the mind i love that and it is great to have friends on the other side of the pond because sometimes i'll wake up in the middle of the night and i'll jump on clubhouse there's something very soothing and familiar i don't know what it is uh, and maybe that's another room for another day but I love like if I if it's during the week and there's um, breakfast with winners, which is a group um, they're over in uh, London. I just love hearing familiar voices and banter and chatter and 
dialogue with like people that I've really just come to know and all these different personalities. So I love, I, I'm grateful our paths have crossed here, Samira. And uh, anybody else who's across the pond or here in the States, flash your mics if you wanted to uh, join in the conversation about discipline and motivation. Oh, I heard an on mic. Where'd you go? Hey, Barbara, it's David. Good morning. Hi, David. Good morning. Yeah, this is an awesome conversation, and you know, I'm, I'm I've been pretty structured and disciplined in uh, in a lot of areas in my life, you know, with fitness and you know, just putting in work ethic, things like that. What I've what I've noticed, at least for myself, and I've noticed in other people too, is um, and and you know, to the topic with bad habits, if I if I get away from doing the things that I normally do, um, then it, it, it affects me in other areas. I'm trying to say it the right way. So like I, I'm used to going to the gym six or seven days a week. And if I don't go to the gym for a couple of days, then I start to feel it. And I don't just feel it like, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty fit. So if I don't go to the gym for uh, two days, I'm not, it's not going to affect my, body but it affects me mentally and it affects me in other areas and even little simple things like if i set my alarm clock for 429 which is what time it goes off if i decide that i'm going to hit the snooze button that morning then that affects me i don't know maybe it's just me but it's the little things like that that affect me and then i see that show up later on in my discipline with you know with work and and having my conversations or making the calls or doing other things. So for me, I think it's really, really important that I stick to my routine and stick to my schedule. And yeah, every once in a while, I mean, you know, like life happens if you get sick or something, or if you go on vacation, but other than that, I am, I am 100% all in committed. I mean, I, I don't know if anybody else has watched um, the documentary on Kanye West, but I mean, that is friggin' awesome. Oh, yeah. And I, I can just so relate to that. And I've only watched the first one. I just can't wait to keep watching it. So, but anyway, I'll, I'll leave it at that. But that's how important it is to me. So thanks, Barbara. I love it. And, you know, it is, it's, it's tough. The way you start your mornings, like Glenn always said, does, you know, cascade throughout the entire day. And I've always believed the way you start Mondays. Like if anybody is looking to kind of move the needle in their life and they're like, you know what, I've got to exercise more. I've got to drink more water. I have to cut out some sugar. I don't know. Everybody's got some space for improvement to feel better about themselves today is the day today is the day to do it today is the day to not hit the snooze bar but to pop out of bed get to it get get to get to you know get to it whatever that might be and grab a journal pick up that pen and just write down your goals and write down what you want and then when you get into that execution space get specific about what that really looks like. That means by 12, like, let's say you just want to drink water. You're like, I need to really flush out this system. I just feel sluggish. My body is not optimized. I need to clear my mind. I have brain, brain fog. I just, I need to flush this body out. And that's something that I seem to have always done for, for as long as I can remember when all of a sudden I just feel sluggish and I have brain fog and I am just not moving. I'm not optimized. I will start 
just, I'm like, I, I grab water bottles and then I set these metrics of like by noon, I have to have a half a gallon of water. I have to have three of these water jugs. I need to flush this body out. And I, I think I just have that internal mechanism where I'm like, all right, I've got to, I got to start improving the station in my life because it's, it's spiraling. And I don't like to feel, I, I'm sure this resonates with everybody. I personally get so frustrated when my, when I feel groggy and slow and lethargic and laconic. And I'm like, totally, I'm like, oh my God, everything gets so arduous. Is anybody else like that? And I'm like, I, I immediately go to like a, a water, water lemon. And I'm like, all right, let's, and that's an easy fix right there. But you can't just say, this is a mistake that I see people doing going from, um, get trying going into a transformation state where they really want to move the needle. The mistake is being making blanket statements and not being specific and detail oriented with with your goals. I'm gonna drink more water today. That's just not enough for you to drink more water. You if you want to really take steps and be like, I need to. I would write that down. When you write something down it embeds in the subconscious mind. And it's silly, you're like, I'm gonna write down my goal is to drink water today. Why not write it down? Because then at the end of the day, you get to check it off. I and mean, you know, we all like checking things off the list. And I'm not saying pop it into your calendar and your iPhones and all that. I'm saying grab a pen and a piece of paper or a journal and write it down because it's so much more powerful when you are using the pen, the power of the pen. 42% more likely to hit your goals just by writing them down. Write that down. If today, you know, you want to move the needle in your life, you're like, I am, and everything I said, you're like, yeah, I am Monday. I've got the Monday, you know, miseries or whatever. I'm going to drink more water today. By noon, I will have drink, drank my first, or by two o'clock, I will have drank a gallon of water. And that's okay. Like we all need a good, like, I would say flood your organs, especially when I was after going through chemo, I would say, I'm like, I just want to flush this chemo out of my body. I want to flood. I didn't want to flush it. I wanted to flood the chemo out of my body. Turns out chemo takes a little bit to get out, but it's, I'm good now, folks. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Anybody else want to contribute to that, to that it's conversation? It's Mary Lynn. Mm. Okay. I heard Mary Lynn and then Iffy. Mary Lynn and was that you, Iffy? Yes, it okay. was me, Barbara. I'll jump okay, in after. great, Barbara. Go ahead, Mary Lynn, and then we'll pass to Iffy. Good morning, guys. Long, well, long time no see. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, no, you're, you're good. You're good. I have a red bar. Okay. Oh, good. I'm opening the sliding glass door so you guys can hear me. Anyway, I was Dre. What he was saying that struck me was, you know, discipline is freedom, and it's the little things. Like hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. I literally used to leave my keys everywhere. I would spend hour. I mean, I could spend an hour looking for my key and I swear it'd be in the refrigerator, just not paying attention. And when I started putting my keys in the exact same spot, when I walk in the door every time, guess what? 
I had more freedom, more time. I wasn't frantic. I wasn't late. I wasn't frustrated. And so the discipline equaling freedom for me is huge. And I do have some things I have to get better at, but there are some things I have gotten so much better at. And one is Barb, your workout, like the 14 days straight, I'm winning that journal and my legs are a little sore, but actually that soreness feels good. So there's a little something maybe in that too. Thanks for the space. Good morning. Good morning. I love that you said that you had your keys in the fridge. It's like, there's this one meme, like other, other, some days I'm like launching satellites and other days I'm putting the laundry in the oven. So (laughs) I totally get it. Um, And I'm grateful that you're on board with the challenge. I like, I, what I love about the 90 day summer series is it's not easy and it gets really hard on some days but it is doable. It's not something crazy at like that where the whole world is gonna go sideways and your family's gonna hate you. It literally is very doable and the outcomes are immeasurable. So I'm excited to take people on this journey with me because I've done it for years and it helps me always show up to summer just with with like I'm, like I come into summer with like, let's go, you know? Um, and you know, that's just me. So Ify, I'd love to hear from you, my friend. Thank you. Good morning. Oh my gosh. It's lovely to be here. What a great conversation. And yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Marilyn. Discipline does give you freedom. This is a great conversation. And Barbara, you know, you, this is the power of actually having your goals because you said in a room when you were talking about what you're doing with them, the summer series, and it just made me, I was just inspired. I, I just was like, right, I'm going to buy some gym wear and I'm going to make this happen. And I think that that's the thing about goal setting. Um, in our family, we, we are obsessed by goals. Goals is the only thing that I am focused on. I think if you don't have it written down, then it's just a wish um, and I want it to be a reality. So with my children, we've been doing it this year, me and my other half, we've been writing goals now for decades over a decade but with our children we wanted to get them into goal setting we wanted to give them the power back so every morning 7 a.m gmt time everyone makes their way into this room which we call the round table room in our house in this room we have all of our diaries which um have a positive what does it actually say on the front of our diary actually oh it says keep going and it's like an eagle and we all every day we open our diary we write the date, and we write in the present tense i am so grateful that and then we write what it is that we that we want and we write it in the present tense we do it in silence we write it down and then once everyone's done it we then go out into the world and i think when you write down your goals and any everyone here who are goal setters when you write down your goals it's it's about recognizing what must I do to help me move that goal come closer how do I take action every day and there's this really good line in the bible that says that faith without deeds is dead and I think sometimes we say to ourselves oh this is my goal this is my dream these are my hopes but if you don't take action and you don't actually do the things you need to do and be consistent and show up like David said you know if you miss something it's about recognizing I didn't do what I said I was gonna do. And these are promises that you make to yourself. My goals and the things that I wanna achieve, I make promises to myself of what I'm gonna do and when I'm gonna do it. And it's not always easy, but I really do believe that you have to pay in advance for your success. You have to do the work in advance. And I'll just land my plane with this, this one quote that came to me in 2008. I heard, it's a quote by Norman Vincent Peale. He says, are you prepared to do the things today that others won't do to have the things tomorrow that others won't have. 
And that quote made me think about everything, everything that I do. I'm saying to myself, I'm doing it. I'm sacrificing because I really want to reach the goal that I wrote down this morning. So, um, yeah, I, I really truly believe first place to start is make sure you have your goals written down because then they are no longer wishes. They are real goals. Then they can become reality. Um, yeah, great conversation. I love it. Goals, goals, goals. <laughs> Over to you, Barbara. Ify, I can't wait to meet you in person. That was so good. We are, we are, we're so alike. The things that every quote you ever drop, I'm like, I got to go Google that and find that and pop that on my Instagram story. So if you put it on your Instagram story today, please tag me. I think, you know, um, I find quotes that you like the one you just shared, like I always say, do the things to get the things because I bring it down to a Barbara at third grade level. Um, that was in bed on the subconscious mind and they do land sometimes they just come into your mind at the most opportune moment and you know when we're talking about this we have to understand that it's easier said than done and i want to repeat that things are the things that you need to do to get the things are easier said than done we are humaning and we're having human experience and we have moods and we have energy we have rhythms and we have moments where we don't want to do the things to get the things. And we don't even know, remember why we started and embarked on a journey. And that's part of the human experience. And that's why I, you know, I deploy certain things to, you know, I don't know what the word is, like insulate myself from failure. And one of them is, what well, is I schedule my, my workouts or I schedule anything I want to learn with somebody else. I'll hire a coach, a teacher, a mentor. And I, so I'm, I'm working on writing a book and I have been talking about this book since the dawn of time. I swear. I probably talked about writing a book when I was, you know, doing paint by numbers. And I finally am like, I am never going to execute on this because it's so daunting and so overwhelming. And I just can't seem to figure out where to begin start. I keep changing the title and the, the mission and blah, blah, blah. I'm all over the place. And finally, I'm like, I need to hire a coach. I need somebody that's going to help me because I don't want to hire a ghostwriter. I don't want anybody else telling my story uh, except me because my stories are me and I can't, I, I need to do it. And I'm, you know, so I'm going on a writer's retreat. I don't know if anybody's interested, but I'm going on a writer's retreat with Sharon Lecter in May to finally get, get, get her did to go isolate myself on an island and pull all these stories and messages and lessons and um experiences to to paper which i like i'm so excited and then um to be able to share you know i'm always sharing my stories here on on clubhouse but there's so much more that i haven't um really tapped into so yeah no um iffy i uh i i think what you said had uh, a ton of value and i hope that lands for everyone to understand that even what um, Dre was saying, I think we get jammed up because we think motivation and inspiration, like you can't, you can't bank on those. Those are just, those are fleeting. That is cotton candy. They're not going to show up every day. Uh, it, motivate. Uh, it, it's just, 
I don't talk about inspiration and motivation. I, like that's I, that those are also byproducts and they're not consistent bedfellows. They just don't show up every single day. Like you wake up you're like, "Why well, am where's motivation? Where's that guy? Where's Mr. Motivated? He ain't he didn't show up today. I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't feel like eating right. I don't feel like practicing the piano because motivation and inspiration forgot to show up for work today. But those guys aren't, you know, consistent worker bees. They are fleeting and emotional and sometimes they sleep in. What does show up every single day is our commitment and our consistency and our persistence because those guys are decisions. They aren't, they aren't fleeting emotions. They are decisions that I am going to show up and do the things to get the things. But I want everyone to know, I, I do this 90 day challenge every, every spring, I kind of, I, I kick in a gear in, in March. Like, it's like, I'm training for the Olympics. Meanwhile, I'm training to go to the Jersey shore, but I think I'm training to go to Beijing for crying out loud that, you know, I do insulate myself. Is it me? Oh, sorry. Um, Sorry, I'm back. That was my seven o'clock alarm telling me to uh, wake up, wakey, wakey, um, get the kids off to school. But I don't have the, uh, I have the kids every other Monday. So uh, when Alexander asked to take this, I was like, yeah, I can do this. So um, anyway, who else wanted to jump in? We're talking about discipline, execution, doing the things to get the things. Hey, Robert, it's Justin. How are you? Hi, my friend. Great job on Kim Walsh Phillips this week. Damn. I appreciate you challenging yourself and making the time to do that. I'm going to sit down and do the entire session next time. I caught a bunch of the segments and, yeah, really put some perspective. Um, I uh, heard something yesterday I wanted to share super quick. Is that okay, Barbara? Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm going to talk about that's a really good example of doing the things to get the things. Go ahead, Justin. Amen, sister. Yeah, no, I heard yesterday a gentleman talking about resiliency and habits, right? When you don't have the perfect smoothie, you don't get up at the exact same time. And, you know, David Hill's my brother, and I do agree having discipline in the morning is important, but also thinking about your life as a little bit more fluid and being resilient to challenges and just asking yourself this question. If you want to be a billionaire and something comes up and you have to make a choice of, are you going to eat the entire pizza or stay up super late? Ask yourself, what would a billionaire do? And I'm going to keep asking myself, you know, what is the version of myself that I want to be going to make when those decisions are given to me? If I want to be my daughter's hero, what decisions am I going to make on a daily basis to be that person? So I think we got to challenge ourselves a little bit and be more and more resilient. Oh, and I'm a huge fan of using that word to resiliency because re we are all so resilient. Everybody that is, uh, you know, listening right now, you are resilient. You have incredible intestinal fortitude. That's a muscle. And a good example, my um, assistant who started with me recently, <laughs> she was headed into, yeah, we, I, I, oh, uh, oh my God. Uh, I was hosting a webinar and on the way to the webinar, I had like 175 people on this live webinar, which I love doing because I was sharing my 10X ladies speech. And on the way in, she's supposed to help me because I'm technically completely incompetent, but I'm, it, it does come down to, I cannot multitask. I can do one thing at a time and that's it. And on the way in, she, you know, a, a deer jumps out in front of her car and she has to turn around. She can't come in. And then a few days later, her, you know, another car blows a flat tire and she's sitting on the side. Of her, she's like, Barb, you're not going to believe this. 
Uh, and I'm like, what? She's like, uh, my car broke down again. And she's sitting on the side of the road and her son is in the car seat in the back and all these things. And I said, Rebecca, the universe is testing you because you are on a trajectory for great things. So you need to have some serious intestinal fortitude because whatever lies ahead, you need to have muscles of resilience and persistence to be able to tap into. And in that moment, I felt her mood completely change. And she said, yep, you're right. It's, it, I've got this. And I was like, listen, you can't control what happens to you. You can only control how you react to it and understand that these are being put in your way because you have great things to do. And it's how you, you know, you frame challenges, setbacks, you know, sleeping in, do you let it like, can it be just a bad moment? And then you just, you get deal with what you can and keep moving the feet forward. You know, it, it does that just become a bad day? And do you want everybody to, you know, and, and that energy, or do you just say, look, there's nothing I can do about that now. Let's shift gears. And I had a great experience, you know, not a great experience, but it, you know, uh, <laughs> there's been a few occasions where I've we've left luggage behind. I'm a mother of three. And for whatever reason, it's kind of been one of my signature moves. I don't know, like we go on a trip and we forget to pack one piece of luggage. I don't do it anymore, but I did it earlier on when they were younger. I think I just had too many moving parts. And, um, you know, I'd arrive, arrive wherever I was going, Arizona or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, where's the bag? And I could just visualize it in like my son's room or something. And what's, what's, what I've learned, what I had learned through adversity in my life, only through adversity have I learned this, is I can't change the fact that the luggage is no longer with me. I have to deal with the circumstances as they are right now. And I only have that gear shift. And let me tell you something, I clutch down and go into that gear so fast, your head would spin off. And uh, recently, the person that I'm seeing saw me do that. Like, ooh, hold on, somebody's got a hot mic get that one. Um, recently that, that happened and I clutch down shift gears and I don't, I don't let it stop me. I'm like, I'm not going to sit there and waste time and cry over spilt milk. I'm like, I'm going to deal with what I have in front of me and I'm going to keep moving the feet forward. And I've taught that to my kids. I'm like, take stock of what you can control and what you don't control. And when things do go wrong, if you can take that one breath and say, I can only handle the way that I respond to this. And maybe this is the universe gearing me up for greater opportunity. And with greater opportunity comes sometimes greater challenges. And in order to be able to handle greater challenges, you got to have some fortitude. So Justin, I think that's so good. That word resiliency is so important. And I want to empower everybody to understand that is in your toolbox. It is there. And when the universe has given you some tough times and some deers jumping out in your car and all the things that, you know, here you are. And that's one thing I said to Rebecca. I'm like, she's like, oh, my car got totaled and the whole thing. And I was like, did anyone get hurt? She's like, no, I'm like, a car is replaceable. Don't worry about it. Let's move on. And I learned that um, I, I call it growing up Schwartz, um, but that's for the book. You guys will have to wait for it. I'm one of two sets of twins. And it was quite a, a, a journey. So Brian Benstock, I see you're here. Oh, I think you're in the matrix. Are you there? All right. So we at, at nine o'clock, well, I am here. going to. I'm here. Okay. Are you here? Good way. <laughs> how how you doing? Welcome back. Yeah, I'm, I'm still sitting in the back of the plane, man. 
Oh my god. <laughs> we 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 we're gonna cover that. I'm gonna interview Brian. If you guys are here, um, I hope you will be at nine o'clock. I am interviewing Brian Benstock, who had an amazing weekend in Vegas. And if you go to his Instagram, um, I need to post it online as well. Uh, there are some cool billboards and uh, just some some great things to promote. So how are you feeling? Did you, did you get some sleep? What's going on? Catch no, I got, I got about three hours sleep, but we, you know, that was, that's always the fun part. You got in uh, about eight 30, the plane had to sit, uh, parked someplace for about an hour and change because they were de-icing the planes that were in the, uh, the gateway there. So we got to wait till they de-ice the planes. And of course, you know, the luggage didn't come out and I got home about a little after midnight, which is par for the course. Uh, you know, my gosh, what a what a what a ride from hell last night! But it doesn't doesn't matter. The week is off to a good start. Uh, you know that daylight savings time thing makes it easy to get up before the sun and get out before the sun, and we did, and we do. And but you were saying something though before opportunity with increased opportunity, sometimes sometimes comes increased uh, difficulties, and I I would say that's that's always the case. You know, the the more uh, the opportunity, the the, diff, the more difficulties you're going to uh, to face, and that's a blessing that we get to face those. You know, that's that's don't you know what's that old saying? Don't wish for things to be easier. Wish for you to be better. And the the more that you are better, the more things will get put on your plate. The bigger the things will get put on your plate. And that that's the privilege, right? There's there's uh, there's a privilege in being a leader. It's a, it's an absolute privilege to get those things put on your plate. So good subjects you're covering this morning, Barb. Thanks, Brian. And I, I do. And actually, um, that's a great point to go back to because Kim Walsh Phillips just came on the stage. So Kim, I just have to chat about you for a second because I think there's a good lesson in this. And we're talking about, you know, crossing that abyss from knowing what you need to do to actually executing and doing the things to get the things, not just buying the things. And what I realized through, so I joined Kim Walsh Phillips three day summit last week at the, at the, you know, um, and, um, I, I went to Kim's three day summit, which was absolutely amazing after Kim encouraged me to do it. But I'm going to say to you say to everybody, this is such an important lesson that I learned is that you don't know what you don't know. And Kim is an expert in her field. This is a new field for me. I'm a television personality and I have scaled sales teams before there were before the internet was doing the things that they're doing now. This is like 20 years ago. So my wheelhouse is public speaking, going on television, um, being a leader, scaling sales teams and going door to door. But I've gotten very interested in this online space and you know helping others to kind of get out of their own way and live their best life so kim is an expert in this space i mean she's trained kevin o'leary and hundreds of people to to really scale their businesses so kim has this three-day summit and i'm like kim I, I need some help i don't understand how to do x y and z and i blah 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 and she's like you'll love this three-day summit and i break into a sweat okay I break into a sweat because I'm like three days in front of a computer. I'm like, have you met me? I have the attention span of um, not, uh, like a gnat and I don't sit still and I like to keep moving. And I'm like, I'm in a panic. I'm like, oh, Kim, I don't want to. I don't know. I don't know who does that. Who sits in front? Who does that? Because I had never done it before. And I had that like, I don't know. I'm like, I, I hope I can. 
I hope I can do this. And you know something, the but the good part that I think we all that I hope this lands for someone is that I surrendered to Kim's expertise. And I said, Kim knows best. Kim knows things about this space that I don't know. And if I want the outcomes, I have to learn what to put in in order to get the outcomes. I need to sit, I need to be a student. Although I was like, very, it was very daunting. I didn't, you know, I, I was, it, it was overwhelming. But the lesson is, is sometimes you just have to surrender to faith. And when a mentor tells you to do something, somebody that you look up to says, do this, you just have to, you just have to do like, you just have to do it. You just, and you know what that means? That means showing up and maybe somebody that's trying to guide you or coach you, take this, drink that, pick up the guitar, whatever it might be. If somebody's looking out for your best interest and they tell you to do something, just do it. So Kim, that was an amazing three days. I do have information overload. My, my circuits are like, I don't even know. I didn't, I just, I, my brain, my brain is on fire in a very good way. I'm very motivated because I get motivated when I'm educated. Um, I, I have a great mindset and I think everybody kind of knows that by now. But when I learn something, when I learn the things that I need to do to get the things, now I just need to deploy it. So Kim, thank you for um, pushing me. And um, I apologize if I was a curmudgeon <laughs> before I showed, but I showed up and I really, really enjoyed it. So Kim, how was your summit and how are you feeling? I mean, amazing. I, I have to say, Barbara, because you did have resistance, mm -hmm. right? And so there's these two sides. One is the coach has to tell the client what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. So that's number one. Like she wanted, she wanted me to say, no, you don't really have to do that. Or no, we can. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> right. And cause she, she had argued it for a bit, but I was, I was like, no, this is what you need. This is what you need. And so that is, but then also you said, okay, I'm going all in. And you went, you did go all in, even though that's not what you wanted to do. And the reality is that when we want change to happen, we have to go outside of our comfort. If you're if you're saying that the only things that I'm going to do are the things that I'm comfortable doing, how is there ever going to be growth and change? And it's okay if you have resistance at first. Of course you do. We were given that feeling, that emotion, so we don't touch the fire, get eaten by the bear, you know, jump over the cliff. We 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 needed that. And so that's okay, but then you have to look at it and say, why am I having this response or reaction? Is it serving me or not? And so it was incredibly impressive how you did jump right in. You were fully in, fully engaged, fully participating and um, in something that you didn't think that you could and you had huge ahas and transformation and that's amazing. And yes, the event was incredible. I absolutely love what I do in three days. I can impact a lot of lives. We could create a lot of change. We had 40% um, of those who attended joined. And so that's a very high um, number of conversion for an event like that. And what I love about that is I don't focus on the money part. It comes because we go deep into the service part. So I get to serve hard. You connect easy. Yeah, Thank she. You. you're right, Brian. She connected. It was so good, Brian. I learned well, so much. And I yeah, learned about myself, not, it's too. It's certainly not the money. It was the connection. That's why the conversion was so high. She connected. She connected. She connected.
and connected and value. You know, what I found Kim was some people are very stingy about teaching. You just were teaching and teaching and teaching. You didn't, you brought in other experts in areas where their zone of genius was strong. And so I wasn't just there being motivated by other people that had success in your program. That was part of it. But then you backed it up with, this is how you deploy and what you need to do. And these are mistakes that people have made. And I'm sitting there going, I'm making all these mistakes. And I do want to, um, you know, I want to expand and grow and take on new challenges. And um, I'm, I'm just grateful that, um, you know, I went to it and I listened and I paid attention and I wasn't listening. But, you know, it is interesting that I was so um, resistant but again, I think when we have to dive into a pool that we've never swam in, we are going to be resistant because we have apprehension and fear and we're just awkward. And that's how I was. I was like, oh my God, three days. I was like, oh, I don't know. How, like I'm sweating just thinking about it now. I'm like, when are we doing that again? And I told it, like I was t uh, telling Emily in the back channels, I'm like, it is really, really Great. So I'm excited to get started, learn more from you. And uh, I'm grateful that you pushed me and grateful for Breakfast of Champions for having our paths cross. So thanks, Kim. You know, the most resistant coaching clients when they finally come in, it's the biggest celebration and you see the biggest transformation. So I can't wait to celebrate all of your wins, Barbara. And I so appreciate what you've said this morning. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And it's funny with me is that I am always the last. I'm always, I side eye everything. And listen, I have been burned, ladies and gentlemen. I have been burned. I have been sold things that are that weren't legit. And I've lost my mind over it because I am a, I, I am uh, integrity, character, honor is like a, a hill I will die on. And when somebody takes advantage of me and they sell me something, that's, uh, like I lose it and then I carry it into other relationships. So it's funny, even with um, getting to know Grant and Elena Cardone, I was like side eye. I don't know if it's my jersey. I don't know. Just my life experiences. I've I, I lost money in Madoff. You know, that big debacle. Um, I, I lost several hundred thousand dollars in uh, the Bernie Madoff scandal. Like of all things, I'm like, really? Um, yeah. Anyway, so I have definitely taken my hits. And you had to have money to lose money in Madoff, so that's a good thing, right? He made off with my money. Oh, he made off with your money. That's skunk. That's you, I have to share this. He has no. He had no soul. That son of no, a, no soul. Soul. He stole money from Holocaust survivors, from Eli Wetzel. I mean, please, please, I burn in hell. But he, listen, let me share something which is interesting, Brian. Um. So I was in Madoff, my brothers, my whole family, the whole kit and caboodle. We were all in the Bernie Madoff with you my You know, money. it wasn't easy to get in that, that, that cute <laughs> chair. That was, you, you tried hard to, to get in the right to lose that money. You know, I <laughs> did. I didn't try hard. My uncle, unfortunately, and you know, listen, I don't want to brag or anything, but out of it, I was in an investment group with my uncle who put us in. Did we lose her? Yes. Oh. Barbara, what happened? Her uncle. <laughs> Madoff made off with her phone. What's going on here, Barb? We're all in suspense. 
Barbara. She might have gotten a call. <laughs> this hour brought to you by, hang on a second, let's get it. Figure out how to shut my alarm, I'm sorry. You appeared so, there, you, you were in the main. I know. I'm sorry. It's my alarm. I, I don't know how to shut it off. I'm sorry. And like, I should never deal. I should honestly be on a flip phone because that's no, how bad no, I am listen, with don't, don't beat yourself up. You're, you're not tech savvy. You're tech dependent like the rest. It's okay. <laughs> I do the best with what I got. So he stole, so Steven's money was in there. And, um, when still, so basically Bernie Madoff stole money from a special, from a, a, an adult with special needs that he, Stephen could never recover. Stephen is unemployable. He can't, he can't work. He has an amazing disposition. He's the most loving human being, but he, he can't work. He has no fine motor skills or attention or just, and we he also wasn't raised in a generation where they did train work skills training from an early age. So all that aside, so Stephen ended up being in USA today. Like he was featured all over the place because that was like a salacious story. And they did a movie on Bernie Madoff and only five people spoke at Bernie Madoff's, only five victims spoke at Bernie Madoff's trial. And one of them was my, so I'm a twin and then I have younger twin brothers. And one is Steven that has the special needs and the other is Michael, his twin brother. And Steven's twin brother, Michael spoke at the trial and was, they had a feat, my, they had like featured him in a movie. And I think that's so funny because Michael couldn't be more of an introvert. If like, if I'm an extrovert, he's the complete opposite. But anyway, that's my Madoff story. And, um, he made off with the money, but that's okay. I take care of Steven. Um, lesson learned. So I'm very skeptical. Well, 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 listen, Marie, don't, 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 do you get a button that story of God takes care of all that stuff? You know, Madoff got his, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't oh, help everybody it else. Is but, horrible. But, but, One but, son but, killed himself. The other son. Um, the, the, the wife, the wife lived in shame and abject shame uh, of, of what she had done. The other, the other kid, uh, the whole family got all twisted. What, do you think the wife knew? Well, well, you don't know. What was striking to me, she yeah. didn't care about all the dastardly things he did. When she found out he was cheating on her, she was like, how could you do that? I mean, of <laughs> course, how could he not? He was so that guy. Ugh, I see, I'd God. seen him at the, the, the uh, St. Regis a, a million times. Once or twice, he was doing Secret Squirrel at the wall. I mean, this, this guy was all over the place, but, but the, 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 the reality with, with the guy is, I mean, there, there were people that, that knew him, his, his, he knew them for generations and he screwed them widows that were friends for generations. He screwed Gazillions. Yeah, Gazillions. The, the guy, I, you know, I've never, you know, directly met the guy, but from everything you could see, he had no soul. And that's, that's a dangerous son of a gun. No soul. All right. I'm going to bring this back to the, the topic here. I just, I, you know, I always love diving into fun dialogue. Um, in the last eight minutes, I want to bring this back. Now the room title is bad habits are the unlocked door to failure. I am of a coaching mindset, which is we talk about the things that we do in a positive way to get the things that we want. And we're going to talk about great habits that unlock lock the door to success. And that's what we've been talking about this morning. Not we, we learned that motivation and inspiration don't keep for good bedfellows. They are fleeting. They sleep in late. They don't always show up. So don't hang on to those guys, but you can set yourself up for success 
by being consistent and doing the things even when you don't want to, because that's part of the human experience is not wanting to do the things and to do them anyway and do them consistently. And when you do get distracted, which is also part of this human experience, distracted or you get rerouted and you've got something else going on and you get all these, you got to get back on track. And that is so very important. And I do think that is a collective mistake that energetically people do get sucked into. Well, I just like, I didn't do that. I didn't work out for three days and now I'm just, you know, ah, you know, and lose their attitude. And it is so important to have that fortitude that you're like, that doesn't matter what I did yesterday. Doesn't matter. What matters is how I show up today. And that's, what's great about this conversation on Monday. Anybody else wanted to, to jump in? Yeah, Barbara, I would love to jump in. It's Desiree with the pink. Hey, my friend. Good to see you. Yes. It's awesome. So glad to be here. And um, just to double back around on the event, Justin, you did such a wonderful job at Kim's event. Kim, again, thank you for hosting such a wonderful event. Ramon, Barbara, it was so great to see everyone. Um, I wanted to add on bad habits. So for me, one bad habit that I had to break was anytime I entered a room or I entered a space, I would automatically gravitate to people that look like me, right? So if there's a group of, let's say, men, a group of women, I would automatically gravitate to the, the group of women and would be comfortable staying there. It wasn't until I had the mindset shift, Desiree, it's not about people that look like you. It's about people that think like you, that I really begin to open myself up and things really begin to take off for me. Also, I know we had also just talked about when it's time to go to that next level, comfort. I like to say the woman or the man that you are right now, they're fighting the woman or the man that you're called to be. To whomsoever much is given, much is required. And that next level is going to come with tribulation, is going to come with trials, is going to come with a little pain, but there's going to be a lot of pleasure. And Kim posted something um, on Instagram that said, uh, what's on the other side? And so today I just wanted to ask everyone, what's on the other side of fear? What's on the other side of of uh not of resistance right what's on the other side of your comfort zone so thank you barbara for allowing me to speak this is such a great room and such a great topic desiree i'm so grateful you said that um especially the part where you walk into a room and you look for the people that look like you and you know i i've learned through clubhouse believe it or not that I am so aligned with such a mixed gra bag of people that I would have never thought, you know, we would have never kind of bonded. And here on Clubhouse, I talk and listen. And when I, like, I'm, I just connect with so many people that just look different than I do. We're different ages, we're different races, we're different religions, we're different, we're on different parts of the globe. And I have never felt more aligned with some of these friends that I've made here on Clubhouse. And I'm like, it's very, very interesting because I'm so grateful that I have, that needle has moved in my life 
because I'm a better person for it. And I'm more interested in what people have to say and less how they they look and how they carry themselves. So Desiree, I'm I'm there with you. I, I've made some great um, strides in that space. And it's important to know that I didn't know that, I didn't know that I did that. I didn't see that. <clears throat> That wasn't, I didn't reflect on that until I've made such great friends with um, people that I just don't think our paths would have crossed. Do you hey, agree? Bar, bar, yeah, bar, go ahead, Brian. This all ties into culture and culture is not uh, the way some somebody looks. It's not the way, you know, the color of their skin. It's not their religion. And, you know, I've, I've been blessed to be in a a diverse um, marketplace now for 30 years. You know, our, our office is in Queens, New York. Uh, there is no majority. There is no minority there. And I, I find that I align culturally with so, so many different people that are that look very, very different. So I, I understand that when you, you look at somebody and they, they, they look a little bit like you or they dress a little bit like you and you can be more comfortable. And isn't that deceptive when you find culturally you can be so aligned with people that are completely different i think of nelson apega and nelson's from what nigeria mm -hmm. uh and i am so freaking aligned with that guy in so many ways and he, I, our ages he's half my age he's less than half my age uh, our skin color uh, is very different uh, our backgrounds very different yet somehow you know like a tune on a piano you know we're, we're just in tune on, on so many different things and uh and and, and Countless Barbara, you, you're, you know, you're New Jersey. I mean, I don't align at all with that. You're, <laughs> you know, you're, you're whatever, you know, you're just, uh, you're, you're one of those soccer mom kind of uh, people. I that, am. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but yet there's a, a thread that runs through you. That's very, very much in tune in line, uh, in lines with me. Uh, and we don't agree on everything, but you know, on enough things, the tune is, is there. So it's, it's, it's wonderful. When we went to the, you didn't go, but I went to the gardens event in Kentucky and man, I felt like a pea in a pod with the people that were there and they were from all over the, the country and, and even Kentucky. So it's, I, I think the woman's point was, uh, was spot on. Yeah, I could not agree more. And I'm, I'm grateful for it. Because I think, I, you know, it's funny, I would see people here in Princeton as a great example of my experience. People look like me, talk like me, have backgrounds like me, and I have struggled to connect here. And um, although I fit in on the outside, I, I don't fit in. Um, I, I'm wired differently. This is actually a very academic community, um, and I am not academically gifted, but I I'm, a, I'm gifted in my own lanes. I'm a, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a thought leader. I'm a, you know, I, I'm a visionary and I'm a, I, I pull triggers. Like I go for it and I deploy, you know, my ideas and I'm not fear-based. I'm abundance-based. And I, this environment has been very hard for me. And I didn't know it until I got into new circles and new friends. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so nice to be around big thinkers and, um, people of curiosity. What's what I'm finding here on Clubhouse? People are curious. Like we talk NFTs and LMNOPs and, you know, Bitcoin and all the things. So anyway, my hour is up and I'll just keep talking because I had two cups of coffee and, you know, I love to talk T-A-W-K. Um, guys, thank you. It's been so fun to meet with everyone this, mo this Monday morning. I am...
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.